Yo, how we doing, guys? This is my first episode of Sniffing Lines. Uh, I'm going to be bringing a lot of college football news to you guys, talking about my favorite betting lines, favorite games, games to watch, stuff like that. I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, get started. My name's Hunter Mickles. Uh, been looking forward to doing this for a long time, just never got into it because I've just feel like people are going to make fun of me, but here we go. Um, anyways, let's honestly, let's just hop right into it. Um, so my first game of the week, I really like this one. It's a uh, Purdue pick them. That's what I got them at. All they got to do is win. They're at Syracuse. Purdue right now with the schedule they got. Probably the favorite to win the Big Ten West. They should definitely win it, in my opinion. They got two two to three outstanding wide receivers. They got Charlie Jones from Iowa, who's just a stud. Iowa didn't use him right. Returner of the year. Big Ten returner of the year. Uh, Tyrone Tracy, fucking fast as shit. Can play running back if needed. Like They're just a good team. Aiden O'Connell as well. I think he could win. He could win Big Ten Player of the Year if they if Purdue has a good season. So yeah, Purdue, Purdue to win at Syracuse. Syracuse has a good defense, so I'll give them that. It's gonna be a tough game, but I think Purdue can go in there and win it. Uh, we got Georgia Tech plus sixteen and a half at home against Ole Miss. Ole Miss has traveled to Atlanta. You saw what happened when Clemson did that. Granted, Clemson's offense. Not that good. Has never really been that good with DJ under center. Um, but honestly, Georgia Tech played all right against Clemson's defense. And Clemson might have the best defense in the country. So I think Georgia Tech is going to be able to move the ball a lot better against a pretty shitty Ole Miss defense. Lane Kiffin, not known for defense. Uh, I, think, I think Georgia Tech moves the ball all right. Good enough to keep it within 16 in my opinion so georgia tech plus 16 and a half minus 110 lines moved a little bit i saw earlier it might be at minus 16 right now i still like it at that i would take it uh moving on i got auburn plus three at home against penn state don't get me wrong i think penn state's a very good team I mean, Sean Clifford, questionable under center. Like, he, I don't know how I feel about him. He struggles in hostile environments. That's exactly what Auburn is. Auburn gets very lucky at home. that They, they thrive with that crowd. Think about the kick six in 2013 against Alabama. Uh, pretty sure it was the same year when the ball bounced off the, def- the two defenders' arms and they scored a touchdown on... Uh, like 4th and 18 with 35 seconds left against Georgia. That was a crazy game. Just some voodoo happens down there. And I, Auburn's not that good. Their defense is pretty solid. TJ Finley at quarterback, I don't know how I feel about him. He he hasn't really shown much. Uh, but I I don't know. I think, I think Auburn plus 3 at home. Penn State's good. The only environments they see in the Big Ten like that are at Ohio State, at Michigan maybe, and Kinnick at night. That's all they've seen. And you saw what happened last year. They choked. Kinnick at night. Iowa beats them. Uh, I think 
Same thing happens with Auburn. I think Auburn squeaks this one out. I think you could take a money line and you still win the bet. Uh, moving on, I have uh, I have Texas Tech plus 10 at NC State. Don't really ask me why on this one. I, I watched NC State go to East Carolina and struggle. Should have lost that game. Easily should have lost that game. Kicker for East Carolina missed the extra point and then missed a f- game-winning field goal as time expired. And NC State... They're in the ACC. Their only reason they're ranked, in my opinion, is because they performed well in the ACC last year. Uh, and ACC is just shitty. Like they're not. A, that's not a good conference. Uh, so I think they're a little overrated. I think Texas Tech can handle ten. I think I think they can keep it below ten. Uh, the line has moved to eleven. I just see now uh, recording this Wednesday night. So line is up to eleven. So if you want to take that. I would. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Texas Tech starting quarterbacks out this week as well. Uh, he was out last week against Houston. They ended up squeaking that one out anyways. Houston was a top 25 team. Texas Tech two and zero right now. I think. I think they can keep this within a touchdown pretty easily. They fuck who knows. They could squeak out a win. In all honesty, so. Texas Tech plus ten. Uh, moving, moving out West, actually, um, Michigan state at Washington, this game right here, this one confuses me. Washington didn't, they came into this year with not very many expectations. They, they performed pretty shitty last year. Uh, they, they're two and oh, squeaked out a couple wins. They, they beat Kent state by, I think 20, 24 in week one. And so they're two and zero. Michigan State, they're a damn good team. Like, I don't know. I have them plus three and a half at Washington. I I like the bet a lot. Michigan State, you know, they can go out there. They're top. They could be a top two team in the East. They played really well last year. Mel Tucker is an outstanding coach. There in East Lansing, uh, there Michigan State's got him for the long run, if I had to guess, and I think he's going to completely just dominate the Big Ten in the upcoming years. Michigan's going to be their little brother, hopefully. Fuck Michigan. Um, so Mich- Michigan State plus three and a half at Washington, uh, and then moving on to right now, this is my last bet I have in so far. I'm sure I'm going to find more. I'll record another podcast. Friday night, um, but Texas A&M is at home against Miami. Miami, solid team, going to be really good in the upcoming years in the ACC. They got Mario Cristobal, stud coach from Oregon. I can see this game going going two ways. I think it's going to go one way, but I could see it going the other way. I'll get into the way that I think it's going to go. I think Texas A&M coming off one of the worst losses in program history. Don't get me wrong, App State, very, very solid team. Uh, But they just just beat the shit out of Texas A&M last week. Texas A&M didn't stand a chance in that game. They they ran over double the plays Texas A&M did. And in my opinion... Texas A&M is going to completely change how 
they play offense against uh, Miami. I think they're going to try to dominate them instead of playing conservative like they did last week. I I have Texas at minus five and a half. This is my game of the week. This is my favorite bet of the week. I think Texas A&M can win this game by two touchdowns. I think Jimbo Fisher, he's a he's a solid coach, and Mario Cristobal, great coach. But it's that staff's first year at Miami. This is their first real test. I think it gets the better of them. And I think Texas A&M and the more experienced and the better team comes out on top. That is the way I think it'll go. Now, on the other hand, we could see the same thing we saw last year when a Mario Cristobal coached Oregon team went into Ohio State and manhandled Ohio State. Didn't even give Ohio State a chance to win that game, in all honesty. Ohio State shouldn't have been in that game. That game was a three-touchdown game. Oregon, they they knew how to win on the road. And that's because of Mario Cristobal. Mario Cristobal, great coach. I think... I think, like I said, I think he's going to have a great career at Miami. He's going to turn that program around. They're going to be a powerhouse again, just like they were in the late 90s. But right now, his first year at Miami, I don't think they have the culture yet that he had in Oregon, which is why I think Texas A&M bounces back heavily, wins this game by maybe two touchdowns, and uh, kind of walks away with the confidence boost. I know they got Arkansas coming in maybe next week or I think next week. So yeah, I think they need this confidence boost right here. Uh, so that right there, those are my six games that I have so far. I really like them. Um, oh, going back to that Texas A&M game as well. Uh, if I had to guess, the line's probably going to move in Miami's favor to like, it's probably going to get down to Texas A&M minus three, minus three and a half by the time the line closes on Saturday because Vegas knows Vegas knows what they're doing here. They're just begging people to bet on Miami and people are doing it. I'm sure the lines moved right now. Let me, what's the line right now? Let me take a peek at that. I'm if I got it at five and a half, I have a feeling it could have moved already to five, maybe even four and a half. For all I know. Um, so let me take a peek. It is on FanDuel, it's minus five right now at minus 110. So it's moved a little bit in Miami's favor. That's not too much, though. I mean, that's that's a point, though. So it's minus five right now for Texas AM. I would hop on that. I think Texas AM, like I said, wins by two scores. All right. So, like I said, those are my six bets that I have in so far. One unit uh, each as of now. If the Texas A&M spread goes down, like I think it will, I'm going to hop on it even heavier, probably put three or four units on it. I'm pretty confident about that game. It's my favorite bet of the week, game of the week. Um, so, yeah, a lot of games out there yet that I'm just waiting for the lines to move a little bit. I've been watching them closely. Hell, I was sitting on my mower at my job today, and I had my phone in my hand just – watching the lines i was hoping the texas a&m line moved already today more than what it did but like i said it hasn't uh 
I literally watched the Kansas-Houston line move from minus 10 to minus 9 after one refresh. So it's like I said, name of the podcast. It's Sniffing Lines. I'm going to pay close attention to lines. I'm going to put them out on my Twitter. My Twitter handle is Sniffing Lines. S-I, or excuse me, S-N-I-F-F-N-L-I-N-E-S. Sniffing Lines. Follow me on Twitter. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be keeping you guys updated on that. Uh, but news in college football, though, let's get to that real fast. I got one thing I want to talk about. This is my first podcast, so I'm gonna keep it short. Hoping everything's recording fine. Uh, but news in college football: Michigan starting quarterback Cade McNamara. McNamara. I I don't know how to say that last name. Fucking stupid ass last name. Anyways. Last year leads him to what eleven and one in the regular season. Beats Ohio State for the first time in ten years. Saves Jim Harbaugh's job. Jim Harbaugh is fucking canned if he doesn't beat Ohio State last year. Goodbye. He's out of Ann Arbor, no doubt about it. He saves Jim Harbaugh's job. Granted, they went against Georgia and got their shit pumped by him in the college football playoff, but who didn't? Like. Georgia, far and away the best team in college football last year. They showed it in the national championship against Alabama. Far and away the best team. But Cade comes into this year in a QB battle with J.J. McCarthy. I think Michigan had their mind made up with who they were starting this season before that first game. They let Cade start game one. He goes out there, they win very convincingly. He has a good game, whatever. They start JJ game two. They knew no matter how bad JJ played in this game that he was going to be their starter. He played out of his ass, like 11 for 12, 200 some yards. Great quarterback. Um, he got named the starter. It's sad. Because Cade came in in that game. They're beating the brakes off Hawaii. Cade comes in in that game. Michigan fans boo him. I just I just don't agree with that. Like, I, I don't understand why you boo a quarterback that leads you to your first Big Ten championship game and your first college football playoff appearance and saves your head coach's job. That kid, people don't talk about this enough. In college football, mental health for quarterbacks. I'll get to Iowa's quarterback in a second. Mental health for quarterbacks has to be horrible. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. They see that shit. Granted, some of them, they de- they deserve the shit talk and whatnot. But you're booing Cade in his home stadium. He looked like he wanted to cry on the field after he threw his interception. That was horrible. But. Yeah, J.J. McCarthy, new starter at Michigan. I think it completely changes that team. They are, they were scary already, and they're even scarier now. J.J. McCarthy is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the nation by far. He already, he's already shown that he will be. Um, so yeah, new starter at Michigan, going to lead them to great things. Very well could go undefeated again this year, be in the college football playoff again. Uh, they go into Iowa in two weeks. Probably going to beat the living shit out of them, seeing how Iowa's played. Um, 
Yeah. And then moving on to Iowa's quarterback, Spencer Petras. Great kid. I've talked to him before. I'm an Iowa fan. I've talked to him before. Good kid. Nice kid. Sucks at quarterback. Cannot cannot throw the fucking ball to save his life. Don't know what's wrong with him. His you can see it if you watch if you watch the film, you can see it in his feet. He'll he'll throw the ball when he has zero feet on the ground. That's just fucking unreal for a D one quarterback. Three year starter, fifth year in the program. Anyways, he was named the starter again for this week against Nevada. And it's fucking ridiculous. We put up seven we put up fourteen total points in two games this year. Four of them are by the defense. Th- seven of them are off a blocked punt that they got the ball at the 15-yard line. So, I don't know. This game against Nevada, they just gave up 55 against Incarnate Word, for Christ's sakes. Start Padilla. Start your backup. See how he does. Throw him out there. But no, they stick with Petrus because he's he must have blackmailed Kirk or something. Must have caught Kirk cheating on his wife. Must be blackmailing him. Because uh, there's no reason he should still be starting. If Iowa doesn't put up 40 points against Nevada this week, there's no way you can start him next week. You just can't. You're just throwing him into the fire, and it's not good. Like I was just saying, mental health. It's not good for him to get booed after every possession. He hears it. He knows it's directed at him. He has to know he sucks out there. It's just not fair to keep throwing him out there into the fire and hoping for the best. All right. We're at about the 18-minute mark. I honestly went a lot longer than I thought I was going to for the first podcast. Not a lot longer, but a little longer. I was aiming for like the 10 to 12-minute mark. Um, This was fun. I just talked to myself for 18 minutes. I got all my thoughts out. I didn't have to think about them. Uh, definitely going to do this again. Definitely going to get some of my friends on that know about football as well. Going to keep trying to expand because I've thought about doing this for like a year or two now. I just, I love listening to podcasts. I love, love talking about football. So I do appreciate whoever does listen to this and I would love to hear the feedback. Um, so thanks again. This is Sniffing Lines, a.k.a. Hunter Mickles. Uh, be posting about twice a week probably, depending on work. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. I'll be back.